The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. And today we're going to be talking about social media. Yes, especially our relationship with social media. Where yeah. do we want to start? Where? With... Oh man, okay, it's, it's a difficult thing to, to say because there clearly is a game to be played with social media. And you essentially, especially if you have a constant body of work, you essentially play said game or you grow... To play the game is not to not grow organically, but I take the path of, hey, I, I want to grow so organically that it doesn't bug people. I very much dislike putting stuff in people's faces unless they consent to it, if that makes sense. Mm. And the way you consent to it is by either clicking subscribe or putting the notifications on my posts on Instagram and all that. Yeah. And those are the two forms of it. But I, I just... I don't like putting it in people's faces that much. For example, I used to share my videos everywhere in, in, a, in an attempt to get more views, and that, of course, plays to the YouTube algorithm. Mm -hmm. But now I just kind of release it on my Instagram and my Facebook, and if I get views, I get views. If you come to me, you come to me, and that's that. And that's, you know, and I do it very rarely now. What, what made you change your approach in that sense? Posting it everywhere versus deciding that you really only wanted to share it on a couple of the platforms? I think it was, I think it was either, a, a, I think it was a mixture of desperation and the ability to want to play the game for a certain title or, or amount of, not money, but recognition. Mm. You know, um, I, I just don't, real talk, the day I decided not to is the day I got so much spam mail, not email, real physical mail in my inbox that I was like, this is what people on YouTube and Instagram do to you. This is what this is. Wait, what do you, what do you mean? Like you go to your mailbox. Yeah. You have one piece of mail for you. There's ten piece in there. Okay. The other nine piece, spam mail. Ooh. Okay. Wait, and you felt like you were getting that because of... I felt like I was putting that out. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And that that is, is I don't know, it's surmountable to just annoying people. Hmm. And, and I don't like it. And I, and I don't like it being done to me and I don't like doing it. So now I base my stuff very much off of what I would consider consent in a certain way. I know that's kind of a hot topic word. Uh, yeah. But it's very like, if you like my work, you go to my website, you click subscribe or you click notifications, you then get more of the work. I don't, I don't want to shove it in your face that much. Yeah. I think that's something that when I've had a similar discussion with a lot of other artists, that's something we're all kind of self-conscious about. Yeah. And it's hard because I think when I see other people really pushing themselves and doing a lot of outreach, it's not like I judge them for it because yeah. part of the time it's just that, you know, we get in our own habits of like how we use social right. media and the, the people that we're exposed to. Right. So sometimes it takes someone really pushing to like get their content seen Absolutely. and as the person who see who sees that and then falls in love with it i'm like oh thank god this person pushed so hard when when you say pushing like pushing your work out there like what what did that look like for you before you spammed be before you stopped like quote unquote spamming it because i think we can have different associations with what it looks like to really really push your work out there so like what yeah. were you doing then and what were you doing now i'm mo i mostly so let, let's take a hypothetical right I, I don't do this and i never did but let's take a hypothetical something i could very easily do and that i see other channels do okay right um there's a fitness channel that i follow i won't name it hmm. but what he does is that he will take a youtube video he will post it he will then wait a couple days he will repost it he will take that video clip it take little excerpts from the video and then post that you essentially just got three bits of content from the same video oh. 
and he'll just keep reposting them. And if you get new followers, theoretically, let's say if I did this, yeah, I could very easily get all the new followers to look at my old content by reposting old content onto my current platforms of Facebook and Instagram. Okay, okay. It's the play of the game. It's either you want to play the game or you don't. And I, I gear to- more towards... I'm going to make content. If you like my content, follow me. I might not even post every day, Mm -hmm. but if I'm consistent every single week, I release a YouTube video and I release pictures at least three times a week. If I'm consistent, then like, yeah, you're getting it. Yeah. Yeah. You you got it. I feel like we all have to find that balance of what works well for us, because I think we all acknowledge that simply by being on social media, we're already participating in the game. Because like for me... I don't naturally communicate online particularly well. Like, what is it? A friend of mine, a friend of mine called it like having snack conversations versus having meal conversations. Yes. And so to me, like, I've really struggled with feeling a genuine sense of connection through online communication. Even though I'm, you know, obviously completely honored by the fact that someone wants to send me a message because they course, like yeah. my work enough to like, of course. like a photo or comment. It's like, I'm so grateful for that. Okay. So I'm curious, like what, because you, you, oh, you eat and answer messages at the same time. I and do, for me, yeah. I'm like, no, like my eating time is my time. So, so how, what do what boundaries do you have around social media? And then I'll, I'll, I'll share what some of mine are as well. I've had to set a couple boundaries, but they're mostly when I have to tell myself to stop. Mm. So, for example, if I share a story on Instagram, on on the Instagram page, and somebody sends me an emoji or they send me a sentence, if it's left open-ended, if it's like, hey, man, I like your work, I'll send them a heart or I'll send them a smiley face to acknowledge that I saw it and I appreciate it. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people get mad if I don't respond as if I'm their best friend. Oh, You know what I mean? They're like, hey, man, I really like your work. And I'm like, thanks. And I give them a smiley face. And they're like, what are you doing? Oh. And I'm like, working? Uh. And they're like... Like, right now? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, want to hang out? And I'm like, no, I can't. Like, I just can't. Uh, and I and I feel bad because I, I do like my online community, but, like, every now and then I get, um, for lack of a better term, someone who thinks, like, we're best friends because they watched my video. Mm. And I just can't. So I have to learn. Yeah. Hey, buddy. So do you actually have those kinds of conversations with your followers? Absolutely. How do you, how do you decide when to engage at that level and when not to? Whenever somebody messages me and I continue to or I want to engage with them in that fashion, it's uh-huh. because they need help or they want my advice usually. Like 80% okay. of the time, it's it's like, hey, I just bought a new Scut 8181. It's the one you used to have. Oh. One person was like, it doesn't have a sitter. What do I do? And I'm like, ah, oh, you got jabated. Oh, no. <laughs> you bought one without a sitter. All right. Oh. You got to install a sitter. You got to take it to somebody. And that's, it's mostly me giving advice. There are a couple of people that have supported me since like, 50 subscribers oh, wow. that I keep in my back pocket because yeah. they were there when like the chips were not even the chips were down. There were no chips to even like, <laughs> like these are the people that if they message me, I will answer them because they've proven time and time again yeah. that they're interested in my artwork, what I have to say and what I have to do. Okay. So I engage with those people because they've proven some semblance of loyalty. Okay. So if someone's, if someone's asking, like if someone's asking for advice or they have like a, a specific question, yes. then you'll answer them. If if it's more of like a casual, like "Hey, what's going on?" type of conversation, you'll yep. you'll really only uh, fully engage with people who have been longtime patrons or followers. Yes, and, okay. And it's and it's not as though I'm I, I try. It's not as though I'm a fool of myself. It's more that like I get so many messages per day, I don't have the time. Yeah, yeah. I usually pick a person a day if they message me because that's mm-hmm. usually the basis that I get a new person. And like, they'll be like, Hey, I like your stuff. Where can I find more? Where's your stuff? And I'll give, I'll engage with them for sure. Yeah. That's something that I've been trying to learn to navigate a little bit well, because one of the things 
I started doing when I first started selling on Etsy is that every order I write like a decent amount of like like yeah. hey thank you so much like yeah. your you know your order is helping to support the arts like I would go into a little bit more and I was again very I, I feel very honored to have received as many orders as I did yes. at my last Etsy update but I had so many orders that it literally like it took me an extra day just to write out all the letters to go yes. with all of the boxes and I and it was hard because it's like because I so many of the people who buy my work I don't get to meet them in person I want to be able to take the time to be like hey thank you let's have this little our little way to personally connect because you've decided to spend however much money on on, on my work right that's your hard-earned money yeah, right there exactly you're deciding to not only buy something but support me with and yeah it's so appreciated yeah but it's also hard because I realize like oh like I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this anymore at least as yeah. much as I used to and that's it's hard to figure out when to make that transition so how often do you reply to messages or like how do you how do you navigate because like because for me I'll usually spend like 30 minutes or so in the morning replying to messages from the day before and then throughout the day if I get small messages here and there I try and respond to those a little bit more quickly because I found that if I don't reply within 24 hours the pressure of like oh crap I didn't reply yeah. oh that means I have to reply with a longer reply now and yeah. then like it adds the pressure and it's like I already kind of deal with like anxiety in general but like it shouldn't affect me as much as it does but it's amazing how much unanswered messages in my inbox yes. stress me out this um this sounds weird but like I reply almost immediately like if you mm -hmm. if you message me, I need it I need it out of the way. Oh like, yeah. I don't I don't, I don't want I will not admit that I have OCD. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, but I do definitely have tendencies. Yeah. OCD. It runs in my family a little bit, right? Mm. It's I need that message out of the way because mm. I need it to be taken care of so that it can be out of my mind so that I can then work naturally for the rest of the day. So, okay, so that actually, that kind of leads to, like, another thing that I've discussed with other artists is, like, being worried about doing live videos because it's like, oh, man, what if you accidentally make a mistake or what if you say something? I feel like it's, it's part self-consciousness about appearing or having a certain cultivated image because I think especially with how important branding is with like building your business. Yeah. I am always kind of worried like, oh, are my live videos or are my Instagram stories like consistent with my brand? And sometimes that can be like paralyzing. How do you navigate that responsibility with the influence that you have? And then how have you on a slightly different note, how have you approached like branding? I kind of don't because the only brand that I really have is Amico. Is, is a sponsor of mine. Well, by branding, I more mean like when people look at Earth Nation ceramics, what do they think of? Oh, a nerdy stout boy. It's a nerdy, it's a nerdy stout boy who likes art. Like I have videos where I make Star Trek jokes. Yeah. I, I clearly am a Star Trek person. While making pottery, I'll have full conversations about why like Goku and Vegeta are both bad fathers. <laughs> but, yeah. But you know what I mean? But like... I'll, I'll have My Hero Academia conversations for sure. And if and no one knows what these are, these are all animes. Yeah. But I don't worry about branding myself because to worry about branding myself would be to put a image of myself out there that is different from the one that I represent all the time. But to say that is to say that, like, I am the way I am all the time. Uh -huh. The way that people see me on YouTube is essentially how I honestly am. Yeah. The only thing that I do differently now is I don't curse anymore in my videos. Yeah. And that's only because teachers have started using some of my videos for their classrooms. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And so I want I want the next generation, or at least kids in general, to be able to watch them 
and get the information they have out there without the school having to worry about the teachers showing them bad words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, this is going back a little bit, but it's interesting what you said about branding being a way of presenting yourself in a way that you're not, that you aren't most of the time. Because yeah. that's something that I think when I was first doing Instagram more consistently, I had a hard time with because I am, I don't know, I don't know if code switching would be the right word to use, yeah. but like I act very differently depending on the situation. I mean, there's always that core that's yes. who I am, yes. but I'm also very careful about how I present online. And one of the things that's been challenging about that is like, I want to be genuine. But I also recognize that how I talk to Dante when the recorder isn't going is going to be different than how I talk to a potential gallery owner who's thinking about having me in their show. I don't. Yeah, at all. and I, I find that interesting. I find that interesting. Yeah, no, the the same way I talk on Instagram is that I might uh, exclude a couple things based on my platform, mm -hmm. but I almost like like Tony Natsoulis. Yeah, Tony um, from Blue Line Arts in Roseville. Thank you. Um, he knows me. We've had conversations he, like, like this a little bit. He just, he's aware of me. He knows how I am. Mm -hmm. It's to deny someone's art or to not like someone's art without fully or at least partially accepting who they are at their core mm -hmm. is, is disingenuous and does not serve the artist nor the community they lead. Yes. At a certain, like if you're completely separating the artist from the artwork you you do lose something a absolutely yeah because you're losing the core of where that comes from you know what i mean to yeah to say that i don't make cups with avatar the last airbender symbols on them is to deny the fact that with my core i was partly raised on avatar yeah but yeah my form of art is clearly that that's an output for that yeah right so you know i don't change parts of me when i represent myself i might exclude some parts Mm -hmm. But, like, usually I've thought through what I want to say, and I usually represent myself as I naturally am. The only way I change my stuff is if somebody points out something wrong and can, like, prove it. It's like, that's incorrect and here's why. Mm. And then I don't have an argument with them. I just yield. Like, if you're correct, I'm just like, okay, that's true. Mom, yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. And I usually, I think one time on a video, I used the word flocculent instead of deflocculent, mm. and somebody pointed it out. And I immediately made, like, a public apology. It was, like, years ago. I immediately made a public apology and deleted the episode. Nice. And yeah. she was like, oh, you just deleted it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. You're right. Mm. Yeah, I feel like the, the way that I have approached branding has been partially through consistency. By simply posting consistently, I started to, like, see trends that I would do. But yeah. I agree, like, I still... It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it difficult. is. Like it, It's almost like I've gotten to the point where I'm like, why try? Like, why try and represent myself as something else other than I am because it's extra work? It's like lying. Like, at a certain point, you're going to get caught up. I don't know. Okay, so I, I have a more, I think, overall, like a more relaxed view about branding because yeah. beyond the inherent kind of struggle of the fact that you are choosing what photos to post, you're choosing what to say, that yes. in and of itself is a way of branding. Agreed. Because it's just kind of part of who you are. Like, I would say for you, like, part of your branding is... A, a loose conversational style that is irreverent, you know? And even though you may not have sought out choosing to like make that part of your branding, that has become a part of your branding. Agreed. People like my rants on Instagram. Yeah. I'm partially known for my rants. Yeah. Although that has nothing to do with pottery. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think 
when I was really trying to be more intentional about branding and not so much in terms of how I behave, but how I cultivate my Instagram feed, mm -hmm. I like had to ask other artists like, Hey, if you were to describe my work in like a few words, how would you describe it? Oh. And that was actually really helpful because it a helped show me that the ideas that I was wanting to communicate were coming across right? and that I could continue to use those keywords as the guiding points because it's hard. It's like my, some of my early photos that I took for my Instagram feed, I used to think, Oh, because it's like a photo shot or like a, like a product shot almost, you know, I need to have the same background, the same thing all the time. And I didn't have any guiding points about what do I want a person looking at my photograph to feel. Right. And now it's like I have certain filters that I use. I like I got have I use a uh, Photoshop Express to like go every time I take a photo and I'm gonna post it on Instagram, I tweak things to certain settings because when I think about what I want the person looking at my photograph to feel, I want them to feel like they're in a cottage on a misty morning, the like the sun's coming up or it's going down, and there's like you know sorcerers walking the roads as peddlers. God, this and, got deep. And it's just like, but it's like, but that whole so it's like that one photo. Yeah. It's like there's so much that goes into choosing how you take that photograph. I see. And that took a lot of time and experimentation and asking other artists to yeah. figure out to to figure out how to do that because agreed posting it posting the same cup with that in mind versus oh bright you know rainbows and bright skies yeah. and sunshine it's like it's the same cup but a completely different association of course the background the background does add context and that yeah, context yeah. can change the perspective of what you're trying to get across yeah yeah that that absolutely makes sense it's yeah i I'm, <sighs> yeah, this is a deep one huh it is it's a deep conversation it is it's I so hope, hard i hope this is coming across there's, I hope so too. There's two things that I, I want to ex explore here, and one of them is, is going to, to that conversation of the way you take pictures is posting the intent of what you want to get across. Yes. Or at least the way you might modify a picture is the intent of what you want to get across, and that relates to branding because the same message or the same feeling coming across over mm -hmm. and over again, which absolutely needs to be another episode, the way we interpret art through our bodies. Yes. Is, is absolutely an episode. But... I absolutely agree with that. Outside of my house, there's this rock. <laughs> tell me. Tell me about this rock. I, I actually, I know what rock you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I know what you're talking about. I take all my pictures on this rock. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I love this rock. And I almost never... Like, you put way more thought into it than I do. Because <laughs> you're like, misty morning, dragons. Oh, my god. This Game of Thrones, slaughtering people in the back. I'm like, yeah, this is rock by my house. <laughs> I like this rock, <laughs> and I take pictures on a rock. Oh my god! And that's pretty. I have um, I have a uh, a tree that I'm not gonna call a cherry blossom tree, although my weeb side says that's what it is. <laughs> but I take pictures in front of that. I take pictures on these rocks as a neutral background. Yeah. And then I also take pictures on that rock with uh, greenery behind it, so that it kind of pops. And that's my the three places I take it. Yeah. Um, that being said, going back to the way in which people post things. I was thinking while we were talking, there's a certain amount of disingenuousness, mm. if I could say that, yeah. um, about the way and time people post things that you can kind of connect, right? For example, let's say that like, let's say that like birds were really popular right now. Yeah. Let's make a hypothetical up. Let's say like birds were real, real popular right now. Yeah. And I've never made art of birds in my whole life. <sighs> if all of a sudden I start posting pictures of birds and pottery with birds on it, 
I would hope that somebody would be smart enough to make a correlation of like, oh, that person, Dante is trying to wave ride. Dante is trying to ride a trend, but I I almost never want to do that. I don't like doing it because yeah. it fe- I understand that's the way you play the game. Well, not necessarily. Like, I think there's a way to balance it where you're aware. Like, I think there's a way of being aware of trends and patterns. Yes. But not letting it completely subvert what you're already doing. Yes. Like, when I first started going to conventions, like, I'll never forget, like, the first uh, Sinister Creature Con I went to, I most of my cups hold held maybe 8 to 10 ounces of liquid. Right. And almost every single person who came up to the booth was like, Wow, like I love your work. Oh, your cups are a little small though. No, you don't. No, you don't drink the whole you don't I'm mad at you people. You don't drink the whole thing anyway. You leave it one third, one fourth full, and then you leave it and you dump the rest of it out. Oh my god. Don't play with me. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure some people do that. But it's like, so when I like if it had been like one or two people saying that, I would have been like, eh, alright, like yeah. maybe but it's like I I kinda like ended up coming to the decision that it's like, okay. I'm still going to make some small cups. Like I still make teacups that hold like maybe 10 ounces of liquid. And, but then I'm like, okay, enough people are asking for this that I'm willing to, to make some adjustments. Like that's why I started making steins. Like A, because it fits like my branding. I love your steins. I I love my steins too now. And B, because it's like it, you know, enough people, you know, were asking for things like that, that it's like that I'm willing to give in that room. But to this day, I've never made anything from Zelda because I've never played that game and that would, or those games, and that would feel like pandering. Yeah, no, exa- no, you, yeah, that, exactly. Because like me knowing you have never been, had never played Zelda. If you started making Zelda cups, yeah, I'd be like, I get that you're trying to play the game, but this feels real disingenuous. Yeah, yeah, and I would hope that you would tell me that. You yeah, know? Like, and that's yeah. My, my goal is to surround myself with people who would be like, Yo, I'm trying to follow a real artist. I'm not trying to follow a pandering artist. Yeah. And I, I feel bad saying it because I don't want to disqualify or, 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 or badmouth anybody who plays the game that way. Because that is definitely the way the game is to be played, is to ride waves that are popular and get your platform out there while it's popular. I would actually argue against that because I think to some degree, like, that is, that's part of the game for yes. sure. Yes. But I think people who only quote-unquote, play the game that way, end up, or could potentially end up with the issue where it's like, well, people see that they're just riding from one wave to the next, but they don't have a core of Agreed. what they're wanting to do. Agreed. So I think I think it would be, like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's totally accurate that riding from wave to wave is, like, the only way to play the game. Or that that's agree, the only, yeah. or that that's the only way to be successful at the, at the game. Yeah, you know. Of course, no, I, I absolutely agree. It's just probably the one that I see the most. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know what I mean. Like it, at the moment, we're in the middle of of the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Yeah. And I see um, I see a couple people making like shoes and T-shirts of like Black Lives Matter, and I'm like, you never sold T-shirts of anything before. Mm. Like, and it, I posted about it, and I was like, stop trying to make money off. Unless, like, at least a certain percentage of it goes to. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, It seems like it's pandering. And I didn't see, I didn't see any ceramic artists that did this. That's good. But, like, I saw many clothing lines that did it. Mm. So many. And it, it, like, it almost angered me. Because I was like, you, like, I don't, I feel like you're just riding the wave of popularity. Yeah. So that you can, you know, and I would hope that if I made a bowl that said BLM on it, somebody would be like, uh, okay, hold on, Dante. Like, well, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think there's a difference between you as a person of color 
a, who's a small business person, yes. you know, and knowing you, you would probably have at least some of the proceeds go to like, to an organization Absolutely. that helps fight, you yeah. know? So it's like, I think there's a difference there. Like you making a Black Lives Matter cup is different than a clothing store, a massive clothing store that isn't sending money to organizations that yeah. help fight for, for racial equality. Just benefiting off the... Yeah, yeah. Like we, that's, that's a different situation. We put letters you like on a t-shirt, buy it. Are you going to support? No, nah, we get the money. Oh, man, yeah. That's... We pay our workers for sure, but we get the money. Also, Again, later think... on... Oh, yeah, you good. Also, later on, I'm sure if something ever becomes popular... Like, yeah. Avatar's popular right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been making Avatar. Yes, yeah. So if I decide to make more Avatar cups, somebody's going to point at this episode and be like, you wave right? Oh my god. You know what I mean? Well, and again, I think that's why it's important to recognize that there's that there is nuance to all of this. Like, yes. as business people, we have to be aware of certain trends. Like, of course, yes. I joined Instagram because I knew that Instagram was becoming important. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's like, just because you're you're aware of trends and trying to make decisions that will benefit your, you know, yourself and your, your business, that doesn't mean that you're some disingenuous wave rider who has no soul. Right. You know, and I, I think that's, that is important to be aware of. That, that kind of leads me to ask and wonder, I know this is one of the things that we have thought about, but like, what do you, what do you feel like were some of the biggest challenges that you faced in navigating social media and like what, what, like, and have those challenges changed? Yes. Uh, the main one that I had a hard time with, which again, I'll name Tim cause Tim helped a lot in this. Um, is taking constructive criticism as constructive criticism mm. and differentiating that in between constructive criticism and actual constructive criticism and the difference in between just being rude online. One, I think his name was Lloyd, he told me like, hey, your intro music is a little bit loud oh. and I'm kind of old and I'm sensitive to sounds oh, like it's yeah. and it's louder than the rest of your music, the last of your video. So can you tone it down a bit? And I was like, thank you. That is constructive criticism. Yes, yes. That helps the artist, Right. But if you get online and comment, your your video's ass, and you should quit as an artist. Sometimes I'll respond with like, damn, that was rude. Their immediate response is like, oh, you can't take constructive criticism. Uh, that's not, that's learning the difference in between the two. Interesting. Is, took me like a good six months. Huh. Um, so sometimes you can turn it into a positive thing, though. A lot of people in my videos when I first started were like, man, this guy is really loud and he talks a lot. So what I did is I made a playlist called No Talking, Just Throwing. Yeah. I don't talk at all. Yeah. I just throw. That being said, those same people seem to still complain. Yeah. So it was more about them just trying to take a shot than it was the actual problem or the criticism. Mm. Right? But learning the difference in between someone disliking your art and disliking it for a reason. Yeah. Is is the difference. Yeah. And that's that's probably one of the hardest things I've had trouble with because I used to just get frustrated and be like really <laughs> really yeah I always find it interesting how when people criticize you for something that you are self-con or at least speaking for myself something that I'm self-conscious about how much that will more get under my skin than some than somebody criticizing me for something that I feel confident about like oh, if someone yes. was like yeah like your trimming is horrible I'd be like well Actually, I feel pretty confident in my like trimming skills. But yes. if someone was like, "You're not cultivating enough of a community online," I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm so oh, sorry." Because <laughs> you don't think about it and you don't give credence towards it. Um, but you know, there's one one guy. There was one guy who like was like, "This is my artwork," and I was like, "Oh, it's pretty good." And we just squashed it right there. Huh. Like he was like, "Your art sucks," and I was like, "Well, show me yours." 
And he showed me his, and I was like, that's pretty good. The the notion that mine's better than yours or yours is better than mine, though, is kind of opinion. So, yeah. And he was like, fair. And then we just left it. But, but I didn't think he thought I would... I think people don't think I'm going to reply. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is interesting what people it's like very people say just yeah. like just like forgetting that there's a person on the other side of that screen like i think since we didn't grow up with yeah like i mean like the, like i remember when youtube was like first a thing oh, and i was no. like whoa like you can just like upload videos online what and they're like now they're like Crazy. people so it's like we're still we're still all navigating like the role that social media plays in our lives like whether we're business people or not and i, right. just, I find that interesting you're still affected by it regardless of whether you're an in whether yeah. you influence a community or not That's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon and Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com and on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook, at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled, but you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name, at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today, or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review The Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.